0: The gadulka is a stringed instrument of Bulgarian folkloric tradition. Today we will learn about this unique instrument from a premier gadulka player, Kristina Baleva. She has played with the folk orchestra of the Bulgarian National Radio and the National Folklore Ensemble, Filip Kutev. Kristina weaves her soulful gadulka playing in folkloric and modern musical contexts, such as jazz, funk, and rock. What was it about the gadulka that interested you as a child? (laughs) I,
1: I liked the gadulka hanging around my brother, who used to play it. I started attending a children's music workshop when I was eight. I played the accordion, but my parents had to buy me a bigger and heavier accordion. And I was a skinny kid. And that's why I chose the godulka. I said, I want a godulka as light as my brother's. And because my brother was playing it, I picked up the godulka because it is a light instrument. And that was a while ago.
0: Chilasno. How would you
1: Yes, 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 super. (laughs) Super! (laughs) Congratulations.
0: How are the strings uh, tuned?
1: The golduka is a Bulgarian folklore instrument. It has three playing strings, and they are tuned as follows. A, E on octave one, and A on the small octave, A, E, A. There are 11 more strings called sympathetic or resonating strings. They are tuned chromatically to cover all notes besides A and E by a half tone step, and they help the gadulga to make a richer sound. They are like a natural reverberation, and they reverberate beautifully. For example... Yes, it's a lovely day.
0: How does this instrument work?
1: Like I said, there are three playing strings, and we play with the soft part of our fingertips on strings two and three. On string one, after A, we can use our fingernails to play. Maybe the part we play with the soft part of our four fingertips sounds more softly. As the case is with all other stringed instruments, the sound depends on the bow and the pressure it exercises on the string's hairs, as well as on the harmony and the balance between the bow and the player's left, so that nuances can be discovered in the tone and the interpretation and so on.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are what are the characteristics of uh, tradi- traditional Bulgarian folklore music?
1: Bulgarian folklore music is regionally specific. There are seven folklore regions in Bulgaria, and each of these regions has its typical songs, tunes, instruments, rhythms, dances, and costumes that the local people used to wear in the past. This tradition has been passed down to us to preserve it. The irregular time signatures are perhaps typical of most folklore regions in Bulgaria. For example, Rachenitsa, 7898, 158, Buchimish. Kopanitsa, these folklore dances have quite irregular meters. There are also ring dances, ora, some songs, and these irregular time signatures have been transferred to the folklore instrumentals as well. I can demonstrate something from the Thracian folklore region, for example, it's most typical folk dance, the Racica. This is seven eight Rachiritsa two two three. Kopanitsa is typical of the Pazarchik folklore region. Its time signature is eleven eight and sounds beautiful too. And so on. The ring dances, ora, of the Shopluk region are very temperamental. Sofia is a part of the Shopska folklore region or the Shopluk. The Shopi are very energetic people and their dances and ring dances are fast-paced. The epical songs and the grovsko oro are typical pieces of this region and form a fast-paced musical pair. I can make a short demonstration. (laughs) <laughs> the Shopi are famous for their particular temper, the Rodope folklore region abounds in beautiful songs too. Everything is on a larger scale in this region, and the pieces reveal a whole new set of emotions that the locals have. The Stranja folklore region is also very rich, there are many examples, and each has a distinct vibe. Folklore traditions in Bulgaria have been passed down for many generations now. For example, in Dobruča, there's a particular type of godolka that the locals play, kopanka. The kopanka is very small and it has got three strings. It is not widely used nowadays. It makes the tune more vivid and diverse whenever it is used. So in Dobruča, the locals play the bordon, a type of stopped flute. It sounds something like this. dances of Dubruccia reflect the fact that the region, with its vast wheat fields, has been the granary of Bulgaria. The flour and wheat products made in Dubruccia are distributed across the country. Dubruccia's folklore tradition originated while men were toiling in the fields to feed their families. They gathered the grain in big round wooden containers called shinitsi and carried them on their backs. And so on the folklore dances of brucha reflect the habit of men's carrying heavy shinizzi on their backs. They dance with their backs and knees slightly bent. It's fascinating how the folklore tradition has made its way from the field to the stage. I mean, if we want to have a future, we must remember our past.
0: Who are your musical idols of the gadulka?
1: Well, there are many musicians and gadulka players from whom one can learn something, things that you should and should not do. I think both are very useful, as you can decide for yourself. Still, some of the most notable gadulka players and composers in Bulgaria are Yanko Petrov, Atanas Valchev, Mikhail Marinov-Dimitar Lavchev, Neno Ivanov, Mincho Nedalkov and from the new generation Peopev, Dobromir Velev, Nikolai Pascalev among others. You can learn something about music from each of them.
0: Which of your performances was the most exciting?
1: <laughs> well, I have had many exciting moments on stage. When I am on stage, it doesn't matter if I play for one person For 10,000 or 100,000, or I am playing in front of the computer to share my music online. I always try to put my heart into what I am playing. Once I feel my colleagues' creative energy on the stage, it can keep me emotionally charged and inspired several days after the concert. Uh, This energy you get on stage is is hard to explain. Um, Music is a miracle recreated through the musicians' instruments. I could share a funny incident from not so long ago, during one concert in 2019. Perhaps this was the last one of the summer tour with the mystery of the Bulgarian Voices Choir. So we had a concert in Warsaw in Poland with guest singer Lisa Gerard And we were all preparing for the show. I was ready 15 minutes before the start. So I appeared on stage carrying quite a lot of things. The key with which I tuned my gadulka, a power cord, a tuner that I needed to connect to the mic. And all of a sudden, I realized I had forgotten my bow. I had left it in the case. We appear on stage, take our seats, and start playing. But I hold only my gadulga and no bow. I look around but there is no bow around. So I got up, bowed, and went to take my bow. I got back, took my seat to a round of loud applause, and the concert started. I had never forgotten my bow before a show, but that's life. There are many funny moments.
0: How has playing an instrument helped you connect with the people around the world?
1: Well, Playing a musical instrument has helped me realize that people worldwide have a lot in common. No matter the color of one's skin or their religion, all the rest is the same. Even with a traditional instrument, in this case the Bulgarian godulka, you can find yourself among other musicians playing their national instruments. And magical things can happen. As if those people were your friends for 20 years and you had been playing with them for ages. For me, this is truly wonderful. I am pleased about being able to communicate with people from around the world through my music. Music is a world language. No matter if you play a folklore instrument or a classical one, the way you feel and recreate music is your own and very personal every artist feels music surging through their heart and mind and this is what makes every musician unique and when we play together we share this uniqueness and think that it's a small world after all you for example have come to Sofia all the way from the United States and we are having this conversation about the gadulga the same happens with uh, I don't know. It's, it's very inspiring. This world isn't really as big as we know it to be.
0: Where can we send your new fans? Uh, what would you like to promote?
1: Well, actually, I can tell you about the last initiatives I am participating in. Two weeks ago, I had a concert with a brilliant pianist, Dimitar Korchakov, an untraditional duo. There we play mostly author pieces and improvisations. This was a great experience for both of us. I also perform with Vasil Hachikrudev, a double bass player in a gadurka and double bass duo. Stay tuned for our live stream concert coming up. I may appear as a guest performer with a ladies trio, but this project is still in the making. I will announce it when we have some ready etudes and other pieces. I am also working on a few oncoming live stream concerts. They all have updated programs. Because of the current situation, we play in online concert halls. And that way of making music will carry on for some time, I think. What direction should first-time gadulka players or people who have never heard of such an instrument before take? Well... They should know that it's a beautiful instrument with a rich specter of tones that can fit in any music band as long as it is used with a good measure. And that's it.
0: Lago Daria, Christina. Thank you very much for this interview. It's been been exciting to learn about uh, the gadulka. I appreciate you sharing your expertise and your time with our our school and our musical community. And I wish you all the best
1: great thank you for this interview and i wish uh, your students and uh, uh, all people who will uh, view this uh, record a uh, uh, beautiful music and good health and uh, uh, concert in uh, concert hall, a hall very soon i hope
0: yes yes live, back to live music